Okay, so as this is the last show, dun, I dun, think dun. I think um, not ever. Don't worry. Um, I think it might be important for us to reflect on some of the things we've said. Yeah, we've 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 said some things that we've we we've said some some hot takes, and yeah. I think now is the perfect opportunity to evaluate those, have a little think, and maybe make some retractions. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go first, if that's okay with everyone here. Yeah. Um, I at some point said that Keir Starmer loves a mooch mm. and I would like to retract this statement because as a qualified moocher myself yeah, you are. I don't really want him as part of my community wow. and I actually think that upon reflection he's more of a ponderer yeah. than a moocher and so I would like to retract the statement that Keir Starmer is a moocher. Let Thank the record you. show that retraction. Thank you for that, Emily. Adam, is there anything you'd like to retract? Yes, uh, I would like to retract. I think I've said before that Donald Trump is the biggest danger to democracy that has ever been. Uh, I would like to retract this statement and say that he's the biggest danger to democracy has ever been and he's quite smelly. <laughs> Let the record thank show. Thank you for that. Luke, do you have any retractions? As um, I do. It, it didn't happen on a podcast. It happened that's okay. in 2019. Mm. Picture it. Exit poll just come out yeah. December 2019. I remember. And it. my friends were crying. And I said, it might not be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to retract that and say, it was that bad. <laughs> and it currently still is that bad. <laughs> I'd like to retract that and apologise to my friends. Thank good. you for that retraction. I've I am um, at some point in the pod. I said that I was riding high on the wave that is life. Mm. Um, I'd like to retract that and say that ever since my housemate Lexi has left me, shout out to Lexi. You're riding low. I'm riding low on not even a wave anymore. On the submarine. On on the, just the tide <laughs> that is life. Um, so but I'd like to retract tide. that statement. It's low tide. And uh, the final retraction to do with the production yeah. of this podcast. Uh, we've referred to the contributors of this show, yeah. Samaya Ali, Thomas Lowe, and Amy Joy, as wonderful before. Yeah. We are retracting the wonderful. <laughs> we are retracting the wonderful. <laughs> They're just fine. Like, where are they They're, now? Yeah, you're fine. If you're listening. Yeah. Controversial which you, takes. You sometimes <laughs> aren't, which is the problem. I know. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Um, yeah so. and, and Tom Lowe has now been fully dressed for a week, so we are proud of him. Yeah, so we were like to retract that. that he's a... Um, topless Tom. He's now a top full Tom. Top full. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thank you for listening. Uh, on to today's show. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another Mistakes one. were made. Peppa Pig World. Thinks he's Obi Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent free in his head. Tofu eating. Wokarati. Hello, everyone. This is a sad day. Welcome. This is the last episode of A&E Politics for the foreseeable. Well, if you can only foresee until the start of July. That's, a, that's as much as I can foresee. <laughs> yeah. So this is the last episode we're going to record on campus. Within the university. With these microphones. With these mi so this is, our, this is the last time we're going to On these tables in this room. Which, which does change every week, but you don't know that. You can't no. tell the room's changing every week. It sounds all the same to you. So I'm feeling emotional. So I'm Adam. Joined today by Oh yeah, I'm Emily. Emily. And we got our this is kind of a, a full circle show today because the This you know, is a bit of a you don't like know, meeting like, your heroes moment. Like <laughs> at the start of this thing in, in November last year, we, we, we got into contact back. with University Radio Bath and 
we met this wonderful man called Luke Gardner who was going to like help us create a demo yeah. for what would become any politics. Teach us how to use. So he's kind of our showrunner, and he's he's finally on the show. So Luke, hello. Hello, hello. I feel like I'm taking full credit now. Yep. For the success of the show, please, yeah. please do take full credit. So when you get your awards, you're the reason I we're should, here. I We've already, we already are award winning, but we're going to try and sweep the, the SRAs. First person to be named in your acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, Luke, it'd be Luke, 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 Luke. Luke, 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 uh, right, so on today's show, we're going to talk about uh, kind of the wrap-up of the last bit of news that was happening this week, and then we're going to talk about what is probably going to happen in the next few weeks whilst we're not on air, and then uh, my brother sent me some wonderful more facts, and then we've got a fun game about how many fucks you give about things, which I'll explain a little bit later, and then we'll try and outline what we think the show is going to look like and when we'll be back, but we don't actually know the answers to these questions just yet, but we will, we'll, mm. we will return at some point in July. Like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, we will. But we just the date is as yet unspecified. Uh, right, so to start, we're gonna leave it on such a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. There's no no credits today. It's just like a. It's just the end. End Ooh. of Sherlock season one. You know, now they're we've in, ruined that. They're in the pool. Spoilers. He's, yeah, no. He's what got the listener doesn't know is we record this in the uni pool. Yeah, we're yeah. actually swimming right now. I reckon you get like say something really mental and then do the EastEnders like boom boom This is why he's a showrunner. That's that's an idea right there. There we go. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, We're gonna trademark it. Oh yeah, focus. Okay, what so we with? we're starting with a little known thing called members of parliament. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? <laughs> so do I actually have to answer what they are? Yes. Okay, so they are just um, the people that you get that you elect into. Um, the House of Commons, whenever there's a general election. And it turns out some of them have been a bit naughty, a bit sneaky, a bit illegal. Oh, no. Or just a bit kind of giving up now. So I'm going to go through three of um, the things, the announcements this week. This is a top top ten video, but it's a top three. Well, MPs who've been suspended. Slash just this week. Just this week. Um, nice. So first of all, Ian Blackford. Now, for the keen listener who listened to this back in the day. I think we have quite a toxic relationship with Ian Blackford. It's like, because I I personally find him, I found him very fun. But also, he's got a bit of a history and he's a bit of a dodgy guy. So, he was was the um, leader for the SNP in the House of Commons until December. The SNP is the Scottish National Party. They obviously have, they had Nicola Sturgeon as their leader. And now they've got Hamza Youssef in Scotland. The SNP leader in Westminster is in Parliament. This was yeah. in Blackford. And so he was very important to the party. And then he resigned kind of out of nowhere. But it was all because um, people were beginning to lose faith in Nicola Sturgeon and then therefore him because they were interlinked. And um, he had also said some things about, a, I think, a SNP member mm. who... Um, bullying accusations, wasn't it? And yeah, and like harassment. sexual misconduct. Yeah, yeah. So he had said some. He supported him, and then it turned out that he was dodgy. Yeah. And so there was a kind of scandal and brewing. He so he, he take resigned. It back either. He's no. So he's supported someone who was accused of sexual. Yeah. So it. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. It is bad. But in. So he resigned as the leader of the SNP in the House of Commons in December, and um, now. Well, yesterday, I think, he announced that he's stepping down as an SNP MP at the next election. So he's not running to be an MP again, 
which it's quite a big quite a big step yeah he's quite like he was a very prominent member of Mm. nicola sturgeon's smp and because he was in the the face of the smp in the house of commons and so it is quite significant that he isn't going to run because Mm. it does mark a shift in the smp towards a kind of new a whole new leadership and a whole new team at the top um so yeah and I think it reflects it reflects one of two things. It either reflects that he doesn't feel confident in the way the SNP is going at the moment, because I think if yeah. he feels confident in it, then he'd want to stay as an MP and continue to try and change. You know, to, you know, it's quite a big voice in the party if you're one of mm. the not there's not that many in Westminster. But also, it might reflect that he believes there's going to be a sea change in the popularity of the SNP because mm. it's better for an MP to resign before an election yeah. than to lose their seat in yeah. an election. So this might represent him reaction to polling that's coming out about Labour potentially taking back Scotland because one of the reasons the SNP was so popular was Nicola Sturgeon's leadership of the SNP and obviously they've been in power for quite a long time in Scotland now. And then the SNP have been embroiled in all this scandal so we talked about it with Nicola Sturgeon and the the caravan and her husband and like the police searching her house and all this and so the SNP is looking a bit less desirable to the yeah. voter at the moment so it is for ian blackford it could just be that the embarrassment of losing his seat would end his career mm-hmm. um so why not kind of quit while you're ahead yeah and then he can get a tv deal and stuff or right? there's more kind of stuff that's a bit dodgy that he yeah, wants to he kind hiding? of hide yeah. that he wants to step down now before it becomes a big scandal which with the SNP, I think there could be something in that, but who's to say? Yeah, we don't know yet. But that would, we know that if that if that stuff will probably still come out anyway. But it's, yeah, and he's stepping down as an MP, yeah, so yeah. he won't run again. It's so definitely to do with them losing popularity, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's, it's it's you know, there's the SNP have controlled Scotland for a long time now, but they've mostly controlled Scotland because. Um, the Conservatives have been in power in Westminster mm. and the SNPs are a really, really effective opposition party to that. Mm. And it looks like, uh, you know, touch wood, that the Labour Party will, well, the Conservatives will lose the next election, not necessarily the Labour Party will win as much. Um, and therefore, the you know, the, if you're a Scottish and you're thinking, I need to kick the Tories out, Labour look more and more uh, like the option to, to actually stop the Conservatives being in power because the SNP because of the way the first-past-the-post system works. If you're voting for an SNP member, you're more likely to create a hung parliament than you are to create a majority government that's going to stop the Tories getting into power. So there's a... And, you know, Tony Blair's big victories, Gordon Brown, that when their their um, leadership was based on dominating Scottish, um, like, constituencies. And if Keir is going to get a majority, he's going to need to win back yeah. some Scottish seats. And I think that it looks like, from the polling, Labour are on the way to turning around some of those SNP seats. And this could be an example of a prominent member of the SNP going, I'm going to lose my seat. I'm going to step down yeah. before that happens. It is also interesting that the SNP, they have, their policy points have not changed from Nicola Sturgeon. But obviously, because there hasn't been an opportunity for them to release a full manifesto, like listing all the policy points. But Hamza Yousaf is very much the continuation of her ideology. So it is interesting that it is just the change in leadership that has caused... And the scandals, but like mainly the change in leadership that has caused um, the lack, the decline in popularity, and like how important Nicola Sturgeon was to the SNP as a party. I don't really get it because for me, like from the outside point of view, like, Nicola Sturgeon is like so divisive. So I don't know how they've managed to like 
but in Scotland less she's, popular because, because she advocated for what she like believed in and she was quite a, like a powerful orator on issues that she clearly mm. cared about and she was very pro Scotland like mm. overwhelmingly everything she did was for exactly. Scotland exactly I think it, she was quite a popular leader and like, I think from England she's a divisive figure because um, obviously if you're a conservative you're not a fan of a, a nationalist movement in Scotland but also if you're you know if you're on the left then you're kind of annoyed how effectively mm. she can and how like you know if you're a Labour Party member or Labour Party supporter you kind of want Labour to be doing that as well as they are and I think that she's yeah. divisive in that way but in Scotland she was seen as a champion of Scottish issues yeah. and values and now I don't think Hamza Yusuf has that same effect but also it's probably a product of the SNP being a power for they've been in power for as long as the Conservatives yeah. have and we talk about how the Conservatives have been in power for such a long time and there's been you know the quality of living has reduced massively and they can't blame all of that at the SNP in Scotland because they've had a Conservative government in Westminster but the you know parties often they can't really last that long in power eventually a change comes and I think one of the reasons that Nicola Sturgeon might have stepped down in the first place was to do with the tax stuff because she was stepping down before mm. this stuff came out but also because I don't think she would have expected to win as much as she had and it would have seemed like a loss and she wanted yeah. to go out on the high of being one of the most popular leaders in Scottish history. Do you, reckon, do you reckon it's just the leadership? Because I'd like to see like the polling on like how popular independence, like the well, appetite for independence is. Because like, yeah. like SNP, like that's all they represent, really. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I think also the thing about the SNP and Nicola Sturgeon was that yes, she's divisive, and even, but I think even if you are Scottish and you don't necessarily want Scottish independence, yeah, voting for the SNP in um, Westminster elections is a very, very important alternative to the Conservatives and Labour. So even if you don't necessarily agree with the with the independence, which I think you can see, like they won all pretty much all the seats in Scotland in the general election, but then when they had referendum, when they had the referendum, they didn't want independence. Mm. It was it's quite a small margin. I think it's quite a small point, but I think even if you don't necessarily agree with the policies, you may vote for the SNP because not just because you don't like the the alternatives, but it does feel like if you're Scottish, they're looking out for you. Mm. Instead, does yeah. that make sense? I completely. I think if I was in Scotland at the last election, yeah. I would have voted SNP, even though I don't think I would vote for an independence. I, I wouldn't vote for independence in a referendum. Yeah. But if you're sending a certain number of people to Westminster and you yeah. want them to uh, like to expouse the values of your constituency and push for your interests, then yeah. you're going to push for the Nationalist Party because yeah, yeah, they yeah. care about Scotland more than... And they're quite likely to win as well. Scottish so Labour is, is still a, a body of the National Labour Party and yeah. therefore the issues aren't as local. They won't probably do yeah. as much to... You know, because when you think of the SNP, they're constantly talking about Scotland and Scotland issues. And if you're a Scottish voter, mm. that's what you want ultimately. Isn't so, it? so yeah. So Ian Blackford is standing down as an MP, and more SNP drama. Drama um, is that. So Margaret Ferrier. Um, I don't know if you remember. There was an MP who um, there was a bit of there was a bit of drama about because um, she in September 2020 she um, spoke in the House of Commons whilst awaiting results of a COVID-19 test, then got home, the tests, she got her notification saying that she was positive, oh. and then travelled to Glasgow to avoid self-isolating in a hotel in London. Um, so she went on the train whilst knowing that she had COVID. Right. And so then that <laughs> all got discovered, and mm. um, they've been disputing it whether... like 
whether she broke the law, blah, 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 blah. And this was all going on when Partygate was coming out. Yeah, so yeah. the SNP were kind September of... September 2020 was another wave as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, we had another lockdown. It caused a bit of drama because then people were saying, well, Nicola Sturgeon can't really criticise um, Boris Johnson Partygate because she's allowed this in her party, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So Margaret Ferrier has um, now... MPs have voted to suspend her from the Commons for 30 days mm. for this COVID rule breach. Um, and the reason that's trauma is because if you suspend an MP for more than 10 yeah. days, because obviously their role is to represent their constituents, yeah. uh, if it's more than 10 days, uh, they, they can be a recall petition yeah. where if 10% of voters in that constituency sign that petition, there will be a by-election. Yeah, uh, so... And that seat might be flipped. Yeah, but also I think... Sorry, a point I was going to make is that she did have the SNP whip removed, so she is... Well, currently an independent. independent. So the SNP did remove the whip. She sat as an independent, but now MPs in the whole House of Commons have voted um, for this for her to be suspended. So then a by-election could be triggered. This gives me this gives me a bit of hope though, because she was a sp- suspended for breaking COVID rules. So like, yeah, hopefully, you know, there's obviously another prominent member of the of Parliament and members of Parliament who've broken COVID rules. Yeah, if they're voting to suspend her. Yeah, You'd hope it was that quite. Would be a vote to it was quite a, s- yeah. a large margin that she was voted to be suspended. That's the thing. But like there are, I yeah. think it was forty voted to keep her in, including the likes of Jacob Rees-Mogg and. Uh, yeah. I wonder why that was. Yeah. they're covering so, their backs for yeah. the future. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So did she just break her like one of those like recommendations, or was it actually the law then? Well, she she got on a train. Well, for none f- of it's these, a three none and a half th- hour train, isn't it, to Scotland? And with yeah, with you know with a that. positive COVID test in the middle of the a lockdown. The train thing's a bit mental. Like, I thought yeah. if she drove, I'd be like, oh, yeah, here we are. But getting but on like, a train, finding out, just to avoid isolating in London. But then the government are now saying that all of these, like there were no laws, it was all recommendations the whole time, which is but, why Boris is, they're saying he's But that's fine. not true because people were sent to prison. For breaking, for sitting in parks. I don't. They, like they weren't sent. There were some people who were arrested. I, I, there were fines. Like the fines suggest that it was law. There were people See, who were fined for going this, to canoe on a lake, yeah. which is the most socially distanced activity. They've made you could this very do. confusing and nitpicky, so that they can get away with all of this, and it is very annoying. They're but bending the rules so that yeah, they yeah, can yeah. break them, but no one else can. But yeah, so there might be a by-election, which is actually big news because it is the first test for the Hamza new Yusuf. Scottish National Party leadership, Hamza Yousaf, as to his popularity. Although it is only in one constituency, but um, there is, mm. opi- opinion polls think that Labour might win this seat, which, which is, is big quite interesting. Because we said Labour need to win Scotland yeah. to win uh, a, um, a majority in Parliament. Speaking of Labour, they Labour. Have, there's this is the final... Final MP, MP suspension. Is, um, another one? Not a, <laughs> yeah. One. This one's actually quite nasty. So, yeah. oh. how do you say his name? Garant Davis? Garant Davis? He, uh, Mr. Davis, has been suspended. He was suspended last week after a number of accusations in the media um, about sexual misconduct. And then, f- following that, three formal complaints have been made to the Labour Party. Um, but allegations... So yeah, he was administratively suspended from the party pending an investigation into these allegations. And we're not completely sure what he has been accused of doing, but um, reports are saying that, yeah, it was sexual misconduct and they think he's been accused of subjecting younger colleagues to unwanted sexual attention with some individuals um, saying just they've just made the cuts out. Yeah. 
And some of the individuals involved have said that um, they reported this to the whips, but the whips completely just disregarded it. And so there is a bit of a worrying culture within the Labour Party of sweeping these sexual misconduct allegations under the rug. Um, and Keir Starmer has said that they're going to look into how the party deals with it and blah, 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 blah. But whether they actually do, I'm not convinced. Um, so, yeah, Garrett Davis is still sitting in the House of Commons, but he is an independent, and we'll see what happens with that, I yeah. think. It's it's just horrible, isn't it? I don't yeah. think it's a Labour problem. No, it's not a Labour problem. It's just problem. like all of them This do one it. is a Labour problem. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. and obviously, like, this case, but, like... It's like God knows sweeping what in, yeah. like stuff under the carpet mm. just because of like your party's um, like to benefit your party. Yeah, that's like with the COVID thing. Like it's just easier. Like I know this is a lot more serious, in my opinion. But um, I think the co- for, like, for example, like the COVID thing. My problem with that, like them resigning and stuff, is like I think like for me, like, I don't think I have like the right to be annoyed at them for that because I mean I wasn't squeaky clean during COVID I think most of us weren't people who were they can yeah. my problem with them is that they cover it up yeah and, just like, and that they only resign once they that. get caught yeah. it's, it's but I do think there's also a difference in they are making the rules like they're yeah, voting for yeah, yeah, yeah. and like obviously SNP they're not in the majority they're not in the government so they're not like making the rules as much but the, mm. One of the most w- awful things about Boris Johnson breaking it so frequently is because they were the ones yeah. putting. How can they expect us to follow these rules if they themselves and then, won't? You know, normal people were getting fines, uh, mm. and you know, for, for it's quite a big rule breaker party. Exactly, it's yeah. not like oh, like, exercise for just, one hour, one minute. Like. It is. Yeah. There is a culture within politics, especially in Westminster, of these like men just getting away with what they want because yeah. they are privileged and think they're the most important and special. Yeah. And this is another and example that of does that it in all parties as well. And. Um, uh, I think that more allegations and things like this are going to come out. Well, you've had quite a lot, like Chris Pincher. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the you know that that's going to almost brought Boris Johnson down. But one of the reasons that that yeah. one was so important is because they knew about it and they yeah. covered it up and they continued to. This seems to be the accusation come out. The Labour Party have done all the Labour Party can, which is remove the whip. They can't kick him out of an, as an MP. But the problem was he's got a mandate. If if the whips knew this whole time. Yeah, exactly. Time. We, we don't know if the whips knew. And if they knew, which wouldn't be a surprise, mm. shockingly, it wouldn't be a surprise if they knew and they were like they were covering it up. So it's just, it's this, it's this culture of Westminster that needs to change. It's, it's just so, so selfish. It's like for yourself need, isn't it? And I just mm. don't like it. It's just like, if, if you're, like, they only care about, like, for me, I just don't like any of them. No. All 600. That's a popular opinion on this podcast. I just don't like any yeah. of them because they're all just so selfish and out for themselves. And I think that shows it. Like if they cover, if they want to cover that up, like I know the COVID stuff has been happening a lot, but like even this like like sexual misconduct allegation, like what else are they willing to cover up just for their own? Yeah. Like to save what, their what own skin. else has happened? That's yeah. what I think. And like I just don't feel like if you can't trust them to like just because if, if they came out and was just like yeah, do you know what I did do this? I'd be a bit like I'd have less anger towards them. Yeah. I'd be like, well, you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But like we can get over it. Yeah. But like, cause, cause you're like covering it up. It's like, well, if you're willing to cover that up, well, you're always covering up, and then I can't trust you to do that, and then I can't trust any of you. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you're meant to be leading the country. Like, we yeah. shouldn't. That shouldn't be in the rule. That shouldn't be in the news, should it? Like, there's a lot else wrong with the country. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we're focused on something that happened like three years ago. And it's just like, well, yeah. that's exactly the problem, isn't it? It's the, it's the, 
because you know I'd like to believe they're not all actually awful but the problem is that so many of them keep ending up being like that and it's mm. you know it's the structure which allows them to be monstrous like that and it's just it then they think oh they must all be like that because even the good ones like Nicola Sturgeon we we liked her yeah. and then she's dodgy because mm. of the tax and stuff like it's all of them it's it's so frustrating that there doesn't seem yeah. to be someone in politics who is just trying to advocate for their for, you know they're, they're not in it for themselves and you know there's a lot to be said I think about that being the na- the structure of the of the system and that's not an excuse for it but I think that it breeds greed and discontent and the need to self-actualize and, and push for your, for one's own interests more than it is for others but um I it, it's yeah it's deeply depressing that this keeps happening and it's like you know it's both parties you know it's not just the conservative party but all parties because it's SMP, yeah SMP. It's all of them yeah. it's the only party that hasn't hit it's green party and there's only one mp for yeah that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and caroline lucas can don't do no wrong in my opinion she's still oh. knocking about yeah i fucking love she caroline lucas. Isn't she? yeah yeah she's oh. i'm on her twitter twice she tweeted me that's something for the listeners to do is to scroll back through no we'll we'll, we'll tweet it okay we'll instagram it Check I'm proud Instagram, of it. Yeah. So that's that's all the the MPs. We'll speed through the rest week. of the block because that was a lot longer that. than I expected. Um, right. So last week we talked about the, the debt ceiling. You may have noticed that we have not gone into a massive economic recession because the deal we talked about being reached was reached. So uh, not much news on it. We talked about the details of it last week. Uh, and Biden is taking a very very slow, tedious victory lap because he doesn't want to fall over. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he used an Oval Office address to claim that bipartisanship is not dead. Uh, he managed to strike quite a complicated deal, a budget deal, where they managed to increase the debt ceiling, uh, but uh, give the Republicans a couple of concessions on things like IRS spending and work requirements. Uh, so it's not... The thing that's so shocking about it is that the Republican Party... And then, okay, right, this is an opinion show, but this is also a fact. The Republican Party are especially in the house are just nutters right these people are ready to yeah. absolutely destroy the world economy to try and make biden look bad so they have more likely to win the next election and it's just there and they were willing to do that and biden has managed to get a reasonably sensible deal agreed by the majority of these republicans and most democrats in the party uh, and it's it's a really good sign that this is a very, very good, strong claim for Biden being, you know, his brand is kind of the negotiator. He's an old hand at politics. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. And he knows how to do politics. And this is a perfect example of Biden doing that because we were on the brink of a genuine worldwide economic catastrophe. And it's not going to happen now. And it's because Biden and his team have negotiated this complicated deal where they gave a couple of mostly symbolic concessions to the Republicans uh, but they managed to just, just to protect most of the U.S. Uh, welfare spending, for example, and obviously allowing the U.S. to now not collapse and default on its debt. So it's a it's a it's a good deal. Well done, America. Um, so well done, Biden. Well done, America, for not destroying the world economy. I guess it's a bare minimum, yeah. but like well done. It would have uh, been quite dramatic, bare minimum. though. Well it, like, done, it is, finally, it is, genuinely. <laughs> but like it, we were like we were at risk of it. I'm not saying I wanted way. it to happen, but it would have been drama. It would have been drama. We would have been like think about the the films and TV shows. Think that about the been content made about for it. this podcast. This week's yeah. episode would have been entirely <laughs> about like economics. Back with a bang in July, just like oh, it's all gone through. Sure. Unless everyone, <laughs> unless there was a whole like revolution across the world and like we were all living in anarchy. I want to be. I'm guesting on that one. I'm yeah. coming back for that. <laughs> okay, I'll, tell okay you, cool. I'll, I'll be in the fun time. We've got a lot of second episodes. People want to come up with number two. Uh, right, last bit. Final piece of kind of news. politics. I didn't know we were going to talk about this today because well, 
We were talking about the other day, and we decided that we didn't give. We gave. I really don't care, but also I am just going to mention it. It is news. It's news, isn't it? It's been in there for a while now, so we should talk about it. Yeah. So Philip Schofield. Obviously, everyone's been having their two cents on what he's been doing, and we thought it's important that we have a say too because people care. (laughs) People really care what we think about Um, Philip Schofield. Yeah. So hear um, the fans asking (laughs) from here, like. Holly Willoughby spoken. Now it's time for any politics. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for us. <laughs> they go, but what do Emily and Adam have to say? Well, not very much because we don't really care. But he yep. did. In case you didn't know, um, he has quit ITV after admitting he lied about an unwise but not illegal affair with a younger member of the This Morning staff. Uh, he's denied the grooming accusations, um, but it all looks very dodgy because he met the man when he was fifteen at drama school and then said the affair didn't begin until he was much older and yeah. work, but he was working for ITV and it's all a bit weird yeah. and he was sitting in the interview vaping which uh, any <sighs> politics does not endorse vaping What's so the opposite it's not I'm actually glad because uh, it looks Condemned. makes vaping look even like uncooler yeah, like exactly. yeah it was so I just don't know what it's so weird it's not cool not cool um, but yeah multiple this morning presenters have shared how shocked they are oh my god be real is it be real? It's be real. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We've got to do be real. It's another be real pod. Luke, this is this is the the Told law. Today, oh, I said I was going to get it if it happened as well. well get it. Okay, no, wait, wait, I can't. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, back to the. Back to Philip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to Philip Schofield. Shall I just go? Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, multiple. Th- right, back from back from be real, everyone. Okay. Be back. Um, multiple This Morning presenters have shared how shocked they are, claiming that they knew nothing about it. What? Um, but this is um, something that I think is probably quite interesting and is going to be the long-lasting impact of this, is that ex-members of This Morning, like Eamon Holmes, who mm, not not the biggest fan. GB News now, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. Mm. And not a big fan on A&E politics. No, <laughs> not, not a big fan of Eamon Holmes. But general GB News Dr. Well. Ranj Singh, I, quite, I think he's quite fun. Um, he was very entertaining on Strictly. Both of them have said that uh, the general culture of ITV is quite oh Lord. unsavory. Oh Lord. Um, and and the culture is of sweeping things under the carpet and just um, not addressing these kind of institutional problems within the ITV. Um, and so the ITV's chief executive, Carolyn McCall, has been called to a parliamentary committee to answer questions about their approach to safeguarding as a result of Philip Schofield's exit. So that's where this kind of meets politics is. Again, it's another um, big institution sweeping things under the carpet just to kind of yeah. maintain a image. Yeah, and so. I think one of the depressing things about it, this is more about the culture. I, I couldn't really care less about the Philip Schofield stuff. I think it's really, just to give the, you know, my opinion is really weird that he met when he was 15. It's yeah. a bit groomy, bit dodgy, but I don't really care. Like yeah. I, I didn't really watch ITV. It's anyway. not I don't, nice I don't have a horse in the race. It's horrible. But the bit I'm worried about is the ITV, because ITV is a one of the you know few British institutions that are their media and they're designed to hold government to account when it comes mm. to politics. And then if we cannot start to trust, the, you know, the culture of ITV does matter and the type of people we get interviewing people in power does matter. And there's already a problem in the media of lots of kind of, people who are friends like nepotism through nepotism nepotism through <laughs> the people in government and the people in the media are quite similar obviously Boris Johnson was a columnist yeah. all these people they're, all, are, they're all in kind of one little circle and there's a worry here that the institutions that are supposed to hold and help the public hold these people to account if they're also dodgy it's kind of like all the institutions of state 
are like just worryingly mm. um, corrupt. And it's just this, it, at some point we'll reach a breaching point yeah. where we just can't trust it anymore. And I'm not saying we can't trust ITV. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you can't trust their reporters. I'm sure they do fantastic work. But the culture of ITV does matter in the way yeah. we talk about and the way we understand politics because they do great journalism on it. You watched Lorraine this morning. Lord. Oh Lord. <laughs> we watched like 10 minutes of Lorraine. Yep. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so for Luke, the, for this thing, I just say like, is anyone surprised? Like, not by the Philip, not by Philip, but like, is anyone surprised that ITV are now coming up? Like, it, I've seen to cover stuff up because, like, I'm not gonna like. It's a very different situation. Well, sort of, but like, we've already seen that with the BBC. Yeah. And like, I know, like, obviously Jimmy Savile stuff. I mean, that was a lot, probably worse. But what well, is? But <laughs> but like we've seen like the BBC cover stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all doing it. Well, is it that shocking that like, ITV no. have covered stuff up? And they probably covered up worse, realistically. Yeah. And I think that might come out. Yeah. yeah. So like I just they're all gonna they all cover stuff up. Like it's not just exactly. media outlets, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Everyone's this type doing of it. thing, you had NBC in America, you had Matt Lauer, and you had lots of like mm. Fox News, obviously been notorious for sexual harassment, like these cultures, these structures, it's almost like the patriarchy is embedded into every yeah. structure of society because it's a feature of I don't of know how you, how you, it's like all inherently selfish. Yeah. Oh, oh. Hello. oh hello. Right, Thomas Hobbes. <laughs> Machiavelli, hello. Um, Only philosophy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't really know how you get rid of that, but it, it's been going on. It's been happening. Uh, you know what else has been happening? Some updates on, well, this, this is a really bad segue, but Callum's given me some facts. So I'll read you some facts. So my lovely brother likes to send facts into the show, and he asked me what the topic of the day's show was. And as you can tell, there's not really a kind of theme to today's one. No, it's just... Um, so he just sent me some fun facts about British politics throughout history. So we're going we're gonna to drop three of them now, and then we'll drop three of them after the break. Uh, so, Fuck. there has only been one Prime Minister in the history of the United Kingdom that has been assassinated during the time in office. The unlucky record holder is Spencer Percival, the Conservative yeah. Prime Minister between 1809 and 1812. This is contrasted with the United States, where four presidents have been assassinated while in office. Do you know who the presidents are? Um, JFK. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln yeah. Um, Steve. I don't actually know. I don't Jimmy know. Bob. I thought there was only... Two. Yeah, that's that's a that's a top fact from Callum. We're gonna f we're gonna find out four. the other two presidents. Uh, another fact: during the Georgian era, the dynasty of King George the First through to George the Fourth, voting was very corrupt. For one thing, the landowning men were legally allowed to vote. Second, only landowning men were legally allowed to vote. Sorry. Second, there was on often only one candidate on the ballot for a given region of Parliament. Uh, and two a, during this time as well, MPs didn't have a salary, so only the rich and powerful could afford to become yeah. an MP. MPs wouldn't get their own salary until 1911. 1911? 1911. So Again, I'm go. The four presidents that have been assassinated were Abraham Lincoln, JFK, then you've also got James Garfield oh. in 1881, oh, and William McKinley in oh, 1901. There you go. Oh. I did not know that. There you go. Did not know Thank that. you for that, Callum. Thanks, Callum. We've got one more, two more facts to give you before the break. Prime Minister Winston Churchill was famous for being an extremely hard worker during World War II. Such a hard worker, in fact, he took work with him when he went to the toilet and had a de desk specifically built to fit over his bed so he could work into late hours of the night. Uh, speaking of Churchill, he served in the British Army during World War One. There we go. More fun facts after the break. Um, 
Right, more of Callum's facts for the dear listeners. Come to listen. So number four. Despite splitting from the Catholic Church and forming the Protestant Church of England, King Henry VIII remained Protest- predominantly Catholic throughout his life. Yeah. His main motivation for breaking, breaking the Vatican was to divorce his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, in order to marry Anne Boleyn. Technically, he wanted to annul the marriage. Oh. Um, technically. But technically, if we're being technical. We're being technical. But, yeah, I had to do the Tudors for A-level history, and I genuinely hate it. So as mm. soon as you said Henry VIII, I wanted to throw up into my hands. But thank you for the fact, Callum. Thanks, Callum. Uh, king William the Conqueror was considered the first king of England, even though it was French. Before the Norman Conquest of 1066, <laughs> England was divided into many feudalistic states mm. ruled by different powerful noble houses. William's conquest unified, unified these disparate states under one flag, hence creating the beginnings of England as we know it today. Slay. Well done, uh, William. That's during the, the Battle of Britain in 1940, some of the most predominantly and highest scoring fighter pilots in the Royal Air Force were immigrants from Czechoslovakia, Poland yeah. and France who had fled the Nazi invasions of their countries, as well as plenty of foreign nationals from the British Imperial colonies overseas like Australia and New Zealand. And the final fact... Callum's Australia. Australia. Um, no. Luke's going to Australia <laughs> soon. That, you need to work on that if you uh, want to fit yeah. in. Goodbye, um, mate. Final Callum's, Callum's sign-off fact for this season of the podcast. One of these foreign pilots worth mentioning is Joseph Frantisek, uh, probably butchered that name, who, with a confirmed 17 kills, was the fourth highest scoring ace among the RAF during the Battle of Britain. Sadly, he would not live to see the end of the Battle of Britain as he died when his Hawker Hurricane crashed. In October 1940, merely a week before the Battle of Britain ended. Did Callum get a new book about the I'd war? have no idea where he gets this from. Hopefully it's just his head. He just knows. We love you, Callum. Take care, man. See you soon. Hello, welcome back to Any Politics. We have a special, super, super special little, little cameo for you today. So, the the notorious <laughs> That's how excited I am. best friend of the pod gonna, is I'm back in for one section of today's show. Bailey. Hello. This is his final episode he'll ever be able to be on. Yeah. So, because so if my employer finds out that I was on this, I was, I'll probably be here. You didn't hear him. <laughs> he wasn't here. Um, hello, Bailey. How are you? Politically neutral. Always. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. So... In the B block, we're going to talk about the things that have happened and also the things that will happen whilst we're not things to keep recording your eyes episode. For. Don't actually peel your eyes because that gives me nightmares. <laughs> uh, the American presidential election. Uh, former Vice President Mike Pence has officially entered the race, joining quite a few, an expanding field of awful people. Uh, the former Vice President Mike Pence was obviously Vice President Donald Trump uh, during from 2016 to 2020. Uh, he kind of he was popular with evangelicals and the republicans until he refused to to, to decertify biden's election win in 2021 and did certify that biden won the election and then a mob of a mob of trump supporters invaded the capitol on january 6th and and were chanting hang mike pence so a non-small portion of the republican base which he's now trying to win over want him murdered so that's that's the field he's jumping into mm. Uh, here, the Republican field, as I said, is getting quite large. This benefits the front runner, Donald Trump, uh, because basically how the system works is kind of like a first past the post election. The candidate with the most votes will win the Republican nomination. Uh, so Donald Trump is currently polling at about 30%, I believe. Ron DeSantis is rolling about 10. So uh, if someone wants to beat Trump, they're going to have to try and 
uh, knock everyone else out of the race. Uh, there are Republican primary debates coming up in late August. Uh, there has been uh, some requirements for them to get onto the debate stage in the first place, including they have to agree to back whoever wins the nomination. They have to have a, they have to at least consistently reach one percent in the polls, and they have to reach a certain fundraising goal uh, to show that they can they can afford to run a presidential campaign, which is a billion dollar exercise. Um, so yeah, Trump has. Is he said he's not going to debate because he said debates are for people who are losing. I'm winning, uh, which is a loser. Exactly, it's a, it's a it's a classic Trump line, but he's also completely right because if you're the front runner and you're going to win, going on debate stage and you know crashing and burning is more likely to defect your brand than anything else. I don't know if anyone remembers the 2020 debates between Biden and Trump and how. No, because we're not a nerd like you. <laughs> How atrociously bad. I may have been locked down, but I was not that locked down. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching this morning. I wasn't watching the debates. I will say, instead of the presidential debates, I am a huge fan, not of Mike Pence, but of the fly that flew onto Mike Pence's Yes! Yep. The vice presidential so you were debate. watching? Not no. president. You were watching I, the vice presidential debates, but I not the presidential I was on Twitter. And I was yeah. like, the fly. Like, the fly was funny. But yeah, no, he he was a he was a shit show. And he actually tried. He had COVID during the second debate uh, with sorry the first debate with Biden, and there was a real worry that he gave COVID to you know the eighty year old man it opposite was, him. He on was the an eighty year old man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. But Donald oh. Trump was also president, and he knew he had COVID going onto the stage, and then didn't, and was and there was a massive worry about him passing I COVID. I still off. think my idea from a few episodes back is the best way the to handle this mess. Oh my god, completely. We should. Yeah. Or not we, it's not our problem. It is our problem. (laughs) Americans, guys, guys, like everyone chip in like a pound a month. (laughs) Have you seen the American Um, debt? Like, there's no money. But like everyone chip in like a pound a month and then you can like put Donald Trump in like a life-size replica of the White House and with like actors and everything. (laughs) And then everyone, everyone, everyone wants to watch him do something funny. So like, let's put him in scenarios. Like, you know how like, in sitcoms, they have like really crazy things like, oh, there's a monkey loose. I want to see Donald Trump like chasing monkeys around the White House and like That's sitting down fun. and being like, oh, I don't know how to solve this problem. And the problem is like, I think we could convince him that aliens are real and they've come down to say hello. That, like that would be a great season we, finale. Can we give him tasks every day? Because I, I made jam yesterday. <laughs> big, basically big brother, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see Donald Trump making jam. That's what I want. <laughs> this is my buttery biscuit bake. <laughs> well, I I really think Mike Pence entering the race is a bit like it's quite funny that he thinks he's still relevant. Well, no, it's it's it's, it's who like I was listening to Pod Save America about this, and then obviously it's a better podcast. Don't name a, another. You just maybe said, you almost more said better podcast. Better podcast. <laughs> but they were like on here. Other people don't know there are other politics podcasts they could listen they to. They were they were trying to discern what kind of voter. So they believe the voter who's going to vote for Me. Mike Pence <laughs> is someone who supported everything the Trump fly. did until until he tried to overturn the election, and that's when they just stopped supporting Donald Trump. And then Mike Pence is the answer to that because he did, he supported Trump through. Everything through yeah. family celebrate through family separation through the Muslim ban through all the you know through the Supreme Court justice Kefefi. nominations all of it through Kafefi <laughs> the that massive scandal that was Kafefi uh, and I then he stopped when he legally had he also crucial point Mike Pence had no power to overturn the election because that's not how the system works if he decertified the result it wouldn't have actually changed the but result it would have served a certain level of cunt I do I do think. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I do think that 
Mike Pence for all of his like evangelical sorry, shenanigans. Oh, sorry, right. Right, I'm not saying it in like a bad way. I'm saying it in like a way that gives like charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Like it's serving a bit. To serve it and to be one is very different. But with it, like Mike Pence, his shenaniganery is like an, an evangelical kind of boy. And like his... He's not like the other evangelical type of boys. What I'm trying to say is, he doesn't give like this hard-laced, I am a Christian and these are all my values. Like he is is fruity as fuck, right? And I genuinely think that if he lent into that a little bit, Mm. we could have the first like gay president of the United States. I am convinced because I I don't think you should write him out. What if he turns around? He could do like a Tom Daly coming out video, like a Tyler Oakley moment. It'd be on all the news channels. It is Pride Month. So if he's going to do it at any point, now's the time to go. And like, I think like you could see like RuPaul changing from being a Democrat because RuPaul loves fracking. If no one knows, RuPaul, RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, the very famous drag queen, like they leased out their land to fracking. Which Did they? <laughs> That's upsetting. It's so funny. Like, I reckon like, that, it'd just be funny. I, yeah, he gives, he serves. I'm not saying the word anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Ange and Sarah. Amazing. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's my that's, 2P. That's the presidential race, obvi- obviously. You're two pence. Two pence. <laughs> 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 that, that was phenomenal. I'm really go. annoyed. That was, that. in the words that's of Andrew Wright. Luke, I'm here all show, I'm here all show. That was quality. Uh, and so that, and don't, and uh, so on the Democratic side, it looks like it's just going to be uh, Biden, which no one's going to run against him because he's an incumbent president. Hey! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Marianne Williamson. <laughs> yeah, I'm not counting her. No. Right, she said that you can move hurricanes in your mind, and I believe her. I think she is. If so, if you can move a hurricane with your mind, I think it's very funny that you can do that, but you can't win an election with your mind. You can't get past the third debate yeah. with your mind. But like, she does. She gives. She. I'm gonna say the word. She gives cut it as well. Like, I want to see. I want to see Marianne versus Mike. M versus M. That would be so she good. She could be running, mate. Quite fun. It could be quite funny because we'll get the, basically the repeat of... The only thing we don't know about Donald Trump is who's running it would be. Because that's a, that's an open question. He said he'd make it a woman, but he never sticks by anything he says. Mike Pence in a wig! So, <laughs> well, no, he wants to kill Mike Pence, so he's not going to... Mike Pence! He literally <laughs> tried to, to have him murdered. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the... <laughs> there will be more updates about the American presidential race over the next couple of weeks, which we'll discuss when we return. Yeah. It's, remember, it's not uh, until next year. It's not until next November, yeah. November 2024, the actual election happens. Oh, but we'll hear about... It's so long. It's so long. <laughs> um, right, yeah, on to the, something else. the last thing on yeah. today's recap slash looking forward show is the COVID inquiry. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I love a good inquiry, me. Perfect. Well, this, that's perfect because we're going to talk about one. The COVID inquiry that we did talk about, was it last week? week, We have spoke about the COVID inquiry today, right? Yeah, we yes. spoke briefly earlier, but we're going to just briefly go back to it. We're going to about what's going to come well out. Well done, Luke. You were listening. <laughs> <laughs> for bits of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so w- we were talking about Boris needing to submit the evidence. And so what he has done is he's half-heartedly... Not really at all, actually. Submitted some evidence. Everything Boris Johnson does half Um, Yeah. Apart from shagging. (laughs) He does that (laughs) full-heartedly. So, yeah. He... They extended the deadline and he's handed over his phone with messages from May 2021 to the inquiry, saying that earlier messages, apparently, maybe conveniently, definitely conveniently for him. Really conveniently. um, 
apparently the older messages are on a phone that he was told never to turn on ever again. Never. Due to a security breach. So, yeah. So they've got the messages from May 2021. Um, The inquiry chair, Heather Hallett, has said that the cabinet office has until the end of the week to submit everything. Um, And then I don't really know what happens if they don't. Well, if they don't, then there's a risk that Hallett's going to step down because that means that she can't do the inquiry. Like, there's no evidence. There's nothing to go off of. This is really important, I think. But I do think this is a win for Boris Johnson because... Like, all the headlines are, oh, Johnson's going to do the right thing, quote, quotation marks. But then, like, oh, the actual nitty-gritty details, like, oh, yeah, he, he doesn't have, you know, like, he's too busy on his iPhone 14. His iPhone 13, the security risk is he still has Flappy Bird on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, if he opens it again, he'll be like, oh, God. Like, you know, kind of going up and down. Um, but it just, like, it's so stinky in terms of, like, a political nonsense because there's never been this level of, like, Interference and in, I'm going to say the word again, shenanigannery. Shenanigannery. Not the other word. Tomfoolery. Um, in an inquiry. Like, you've seen all the other ones, like the Chilcot inquiry, for example, that had huge That's ramifications. That means that, yes, that means that, like, Alistair Campbell, Tony Blair, all those New Labour kind of people, they get looked at like war criminals, right? Alistair Campbell's had his name remade, though. That's another topic for another show, but um, back well, to Chilcot Report. Yeah, but like in this one, it's just... It happened so recently as well. All the information is still there. All the people are still in office that you can interview. There's still a risk. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens when, because I don't think this information is going to be handed over to them. Um, so no, it'll be I interesting think to see if the COVID inquiry can actually. It's quite continue. interesting. I think Johnson's kind of accepted a certain level of people think that he did it, which he did. Like he, he did. That's why people think he did it, because he did. But Sunak has managed to so far avoid being tarnished with the party gate brush, even though he was given a fine at the same party Boris Johnson was at. And there's now this beef coming out of uh, the the inquiry where Sunak is refusing to give evidence to this inquiry and is actually now taking the, using the government to sue the COVID inquiry to not so he doesn't have to release certain type, certain WhatsApp messages, certain like evidence to the inquiry that Johnson is putting forward and requesting for. So and this evidence we don't know what's in it, but it will, it seems to sh- you know from the way that it's being reported out from the leaks we've seen, it seems that it obviously makes Boris Johnson look like a criminal because he is on this opinion show uh, but also it makes it implicates Sunak in a way that it hasn't so far implicated Sunak and I think that's what Sunak's trying to avoid at the moment because obviously he's currently Prime Minister so far if you think of Sunak you're not thinking of him as Partygate you think of Boris Johnson as Partygate and Boris Johnson is trying to you know go well if I'm going down you're going with me because obviously he was Chancellor I when Boris Johnson was Prime Minister there's too much of a focus here on Partygate because that's not what the Covid inquiry is about the Covid inquiry is whether or not the UK was prepared enough and whether the handling of the UK was the handling the UK did was sufficient enough during the pandemic. And that is going to be the focus. I think in terms of Partygate, I don't think it's going to be mentioned really at all in this inquiry. What has been coming out though is there is going to be a focus on the Cameron years. So that's the 2010 to the 2015 period um, of austerity measures. George Osborne and David Cameron are going to be scrutinized incredibly heavy for this because they cut the social security net down they fucked the nhs so bad they put us in such a horrendous position for this pandemic that's what the covid inquiry is going to look at as well as how it was handled and then on that point of rishi sunak 
the thing that's going to fuck him, it's not going to be whether or not he was eating cake. It's going to be whether or not the Eat Out to Help yeah. Out scheme that he spent millions on, yeah. a lot of money that we needed and still need on giving people takeaways, if that was directly no, linked No, no, not takeaways. You had to eat in. Oh, yes. Because you had to sit amongst everyone and catch COVID. Yeah, and that was yeah. that's been linked to so a stupid, new yeah. COVID wave. Yeah, and that is what's going to link it to him because that... Yeah. Is the politics that they want to avoid. The inquiry is more about, yeah, what Bailey was saying, more about the actual handling of the pandemic as opposed to the individual actions of the politicians. Obviously, the individual actions will then determine whether the handling was like appropriate and why the, the motivations behind. But it is mainly focused on the actual policy. So, like, yeah, the eat out to help out and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting. And the 13th of June is when it starts to take formal evidence if it has any evidence yeah Th there's a risk with, with what um bailey said earlier about how she would step down because that lots of our our system is based on norms the idea that you submit evidence you follow through these rules especially mps who and you know we all if we are one of us could feasibly get summoned to a select committee i'm not sure what would be asked to, to give evidence on this but podcast it's all, <laughs> <laughs> it's all based on the goodwill of that you've kind of follow the rules and you you know oh it's good God. graces and I stuff would and absolutely love to be called to an I'm inquiry sure please can whoever's listening if you know someone who <laughs> could call me to an inquiry, I would inquire so much. I'd be, I'd <laughs> give all the evidence. I'd be so good. Like, please, please, please make my dreams come true and have me. I didn't know this was a dream until just now, but I want to sit in that chair and be like, I was told, blah, blah, blah. Like, please, thank you. I'd give the people that like the like the jury. I'd give them a show that means that like, yes, I, I've I've committed the most heinous things. Okay, I have. I have eaten so much cake in unsafe COVID gatherings, but I'd say it and I'd make them <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love the me. Bus. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> like, I'd, be, I'd be bitching left, right, and blooming center. Yeah. Like, I'd be, I'm so, I, I'd say anything. Like, Adam, you're not safe. Yeah. You are not safe. I'll LG tell in them. The corner, life is not good for too long. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? What's wrong? What have I done? The inquiry will find out. Fuck. Okay. Well, I need to sort that out. <laughs> um, right. That's, that's the, kind of what's going to come up in the next what's been happening what's going to come up over the next few weeks uh, when we come back we're going to play my game about how we how, how many fucks do we have left to give hello welcome back to any politics the final game the final game for a while until we hello. reconvene whenever that is so hello bailey is still here <laughs> Quite um so yeah. right the game and so's luke luke's still also, here, but like show uh, yeah. is always here <laughs> <laughs> we love luke i want to shout out um best friends best friend of the pod cat hello hey, cat. cat cat's in the room this is you might not be able to hear Kat because she has a microphone. Is this our first like live podcast yeah, recording? Because we do have an audience. There's an audience yeah. in here. No, Charlotte was in for the International Women's oh. Day episode. Oh. She was in live episode. Queens so, only. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so today's <laughs> game is called <laughs> Who Gives a Fuck? This came out of a conversation between Emily. We were talking about Philip Schofield mm -hmm. and we were trying to work out how many fucks we is gave a about a specific topic. Oh, there is. Make a jingle. Gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. We were trying to coordinate that and I was just looking at Bailey like, I don't there, know what's going there on. There is the jingle. So how the game works is Emily, Luke and Bailey have 10 collective fucks to give. Yes. I have three headlines and five lines detailing three stories Ooh. further. From the headline, you have to designate a number of fucks you give and I will read that many lines from the story. So 
feasibly, I've got three stories. You could, I'll give you the headline. You could give five fucks to both stories, but then you only get the headline of the third story. You want to find out as many quotes. It's how much you care about these certain things, basically, okay. yeah? You're allowed one emergency fuck to use once, where you can get one more line. <laughs> so <laughs> technically, fuck. quick, technically, we need an emergency fuck. So you must decide, but it's, you 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 share the fucks. You have to decide okay. as a group how many fucks you give based so we're on the headlines. <laughs> it's a group fuck. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, so Kiki. how anyway. many collective fucks do you give about Prince Harry? The Duke of Sussex oh. gives oh, none. <laughs> the Prince. The Duke of Sussex gives evidence during Mirror Group phone hacking trial, and these are quotes that from Harry's cross-examination. So what he said in court, how many fucks I do think, you give? I think we could go two fucks. I was going to go maximum one. Maximum one. It's so old, I don't care. I don't I, care, but... Well, the, the, thing that's the, different, the, the thing that's different <laughs> about this is it's not like whether or not, whether or not Willie pushed me into a dog bowl and I bumped my head, mm. which is something that happens in the book. Um, <laughs> I preferred the book than the film. <laughs> um, but this is like actually whether or not the mirror acted illegally in phone hacking and it's not just Prince Harry, it's also other people that are suing. So I think this is kind Ooh, of interesting. Fucks, fucks. So I'm not giving zero fucks, but I would give one. I don't know, I think it's, I think from your point, I'd give more fucks I'd now. give oh. two fucks. I'll give, I'll give two. I'll, I'll, I'm happy with two. Because okay. like also, so for two fucks, personally, I'm not important to get phone hacked. So not yet. What do you mean, yeah? Okay. Yeah, you are. You're Big on the stuff. pod. Oh. <laughs> Come on, my friend. Uh, right, so two fucks. So your first fuck. Prince Harry condemns the vile behaviour of tabloids who cast him as a thicko and drug taker. The second fuck. How much more blood will stain their typing fingers before someone can put a stop to this madness, Harry says in his witness statement. This is dramatic. Ooh. I've stuff. got way more quotes. He loves oh. Jesus. I don't, quotes. I, I'm not giving an emergency fuck Do you, fuck do you want an emergency it? fuck it? It is quite no. funny. No, no, it's no. Not, the cliffhanger wasn't... It's no, fine, but and all the like car chase stuff in New York as well. It's all like no one cares, do they? Does anyone that's, care that's anymore? That's technically a different story. That's but the issue I different. had with that is it was a story about the story not happening. So like, like yeah. technically, me and Cat are on the bus today, right? The bus could have crashed. Yeah, then there would have been Bailey a story. and Cat in near death collision because, <laughs> but but they weren't because the bus driver did stop at the red light. Like. <laughs> 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 and maybe it's me being quite rude, but I am a Princess Diana stan. Okay. Like, she's still here with us. I should also say, for the record, that if you... So heart. I'm not going to go back. So if you have collective fucks to give at the end, they don't go anywhere. So you oh, might want to try and use all the fucks. No, so. I, I'm Me. not giving any more fucks. No, no, I don't, I don't give any so more fucks. that's two fucks. fucks. You've got eight fucks Two left. is too many. You've got eight fucks to give. Yeah, I regret, right. I regret giving it yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to read any more quotes out from that. Next, next story, Apple. On Monday, Apple announced its Vision Pro, a £3,500 virtual reality headset. How many fucks do we give? A few. Quite a few. It's I cool. Mean, it's so cool. Should we, do, should we do four? Because like, if we're trying to get to a quote, yeah. I feel like the first sign is going to be like, um, in, um, I don't know, where do they do it? Saskatchewan, <laughs> California, one of them. They're like, oh yeah, da, 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 this is the brief rundown. And then they'll be like, this is how much money it's going to cost. And it's like, other people are annoyed. I'm Sarah. I can't afford the home. Okay, thing I'll tell you the son's birthday. The, 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 the <laughs> what was that? The news <laughs> is. I feel like it just like went of like just bullshit. <laughs> well, like. That is the pod. <laughs> that is what Bailey yeah. does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the what the, where the quotes I'm getting it from are from Apple's press release. Interesting. This is oh, less of a fuck of now. It. 
less of a fun. Yeah, it's just Apple, isn't Although it? Although it's, 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 it's a way it's described as well. Okay. So it's like... It's, I reckon it'd be quite funny, we do two actually? and just say fuck it on the last one and give all our fucks? <laughs> no, but how many fucks... How, what are the maximum number of fucks five. we can give? Okay. Oh, so oh. we've used two. Oh, I didn't know that. So we need to I'd use at least three. three on this one. And then, and yeah, then we're gambling three. with all of the fucks. Like we're carrying. Oh wait, if we go, f- what if what if you don't go about the last story then? Do you not think? Let's about go. This? Or what if we go four for this, and then we have four saved for the And we also one. have the emergency fuck. And we have an emergency fuck. Yeah, let's give it. Just give okay, it four. Okay, four, four fucks, fucks, please. Okay, so first fuck. The headset allows users to interact with apps and experiences in augmented reality (AR). Uh, and so an augmented reality version of their surroundings, or a virtual reality space. It somehow does both. Uh, a feature called. Eyesight shows users' eyes in the front of the screen when they are in AR mode, allowing for what? This is a quote: natural interaction <laughs> with those around them. So they've got these fucking goggles on, and you can see their <laughs> eyes through it. Have you seen a picture of it? Have a look at it. It's fucking terrifying. I love the movie Wall-E. I'm just glad we're getting closer <laughs> to it. So you gave four fucks to this, yeah? So I've got two yeah. more fucks to read. Um, Apple is keen to highlight the device's 3D camera, which users can use to take spatial photos. That's your third fuck. And your fourth fuck. The demo of the spatial photo uh, showed a man relaxing to watch a 3D video of his child's birthday. The video shows the man watching his child's birthday party with the goggles on, taking a photo on the goggles, uh, and then reliving that memory through spatial interaction. So it's really Whoa. fucking creepy. There's a man okay, with these massive goggles yeah. on watching his children on a birthday party and he's recording it on his goggles to, to view it later through this digital reality headset. It's Black Mirror. If you're going to say we, something, we lean towards the microphone. From our audience. Can't you already do that with like the Ray-Ban sunglasses, like record everything and then you can just rewatch it later on like an iPad? I did not know that. You can. That's I worked at Sunglass Hut for, like, oh, three, for like one month. It was a tragedy. But Ray-Ban's yeah. on this tech Exactly. Early. So somehow I care less. Oh. 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 Is it? Cats retracting some fucks. <laughs> well, like, it's quite a creepy thing. Just to, just to criticise it a bit. Oh my like god, to, completely. To I think it's dumb as fuck. Well, no, like, to question it, right, Is does that mean that, like, he can walk around his kid's birthday, like, in, like, that Captain America film where they fight? Well, technically, it takes a 3D photo, but it's like, you know, do you remember on iPhones when you did the, when it's your lock screen and it kind of wobbles a little bit? Mm. Oh, is that phone? it? That's a spatial photo. Oh, isn't no, it? what the fuck is the that? The tech isn't advanced enough to take a 3D, you're not, like, panoramaing around the room. It just takes yeah. a photo from a couple of cameras and then makes it slightly 3D. That it's would the same be way sick. That 3D effects Maybe they should sell that for 3.5K. The, 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 <laughs> the bit that scares me is that... The 360 the GoPro, like, what is this? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, like, you look at your kid and they're like, imagine if it, uh, it glitches and then your kid looks like Francis Well, Bergeron. the thing that scares me is you're literally watching your child's birthday through a camera as opposed to with your eyes. Well, it's like a camcorder, isn't it? No, but you're... It's it's over your head. Your goggles are on. Like if you've got Google Glass in your face, it's a massive headset. But it's it's kind like of funny. If you've seen Ready Player One, it is that. It looks oh. like that. That's such a good film. Really? I got really bored. I loved Ready Player the One. The film is good. The book is way Absolutely better. Great film. There's a book. The film's okay. My, my Steven Spielberg's film, so worst, but we'll continue. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. There's references to Duran Duran in it. Maybe I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, do you want to give an emergency fuck? I've got one no. more line. I don't really get it. I don't really get the hype. You I feel like we've hype. gone back a bit. Yeah. Like, have you seen them? Like, they just look. I feel like we, we've done better. Mm. Hey, fucking hell. Apple, if you're listening. Sorry, do you <laughs> give an emergency fuck about this or no? I'm going to tell a story. No, no, no more fucks. I think the last one's my favourite line, but that's fine. We'll move on. Oh. Oh, the emergency fuck. <laughs> I. That. 
Should we just go with the emergency fuck? Let's go with fuck? the emergency fuck. No, but what's Do we have, oh, no, Is there a jingle for the emergency fuck? Emergency fuck! Emergency fuck! <laughs> <laughs> is that an emergency fuck right here? I can't yeah. wait for Adam to edit the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Just <laughs> yeah, Michelle doesn't listen. <laughs> okay, so, right. You can FaceTime a video call on the on the Apple headset. So, what happens? But it's on your eyes, right? You're not getting a shot of your face. <laughs> so, what happens when you first get the device is you flip it around, you make it face you, and it films you. And what it does when you're FaceTiming is oh it uses no. that data, like Face ID, and creates an artificial digital version of your face. And based off the sounds you're making, the way your eyes are moving it digitally manipulates an artificial version of yourself apple call this a persona that dynamically matches your facial and hand movements so when you're on facetime to it because it's so close to your eyes it can't see your whole face right so what you do is you basically take a selfie on it and it gets a picture of your face and deep fakes the movements of it when you're on facetime to someone so they can't see your face so it's it's called a persona if you google the video of this it's fucking terrifying it's like uh, literally like a deep fake of your face talking on FaceTime to people. So it's like, you know, your mum FaceTimes you and you're deep faked. You know, it's still your voice, but it's it's you're digitally trying to match your face. It's what, fucking what terrifying. Does so that mean what I could like doing? nick your headset and then like just say <laughs> anything? Yeah, it would talk like, as oh, you'd yeah. be you me. just FaceTime me and be like, <laughs> fuck <"Daily."> you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not saving. Like, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. All you need is someone's headset. If I took Nick Joe Biden's fucking headset on his FaceTime, I can make Biden say some weird shit. He already does. You don't need that. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, can he so. fall over in the... <laughs> Fake. Can you fall over in the virtual in, reality? In his persona. Uh, <laughs> why, why don't they just do like what they do in Roblox? And like, if you pay a bit, you, you make your Robux, then you can have like, I don't, if I have a persona and a fake like person online, I don't want to look like me. I want to have wings. <laughs> well, no, the I want thing to is have that like is I want wings in real life. I don't want Maybe, them online. Maybe, that is, I'm going to have them anyway. It's going to be online because that's I can't coming. have them in real life. That's definitely coming. You know the memojis were the start of this, right? That little thing on your yeah. iPhone. This is like, it's going to be a situation where you can create an avatar and you talk through it. It's it literally, Ready Player One is going to be what mm. they're pushing for. And it's all the metaverse stuff. It's terrifying because we haven't seemed to learn the lesson that Ugh. this stuff doesn't go well. Well, I no just lesson from films. I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> are people actually going to buy into it? Well, £3,500 is very expensive, but there are lots of rich twats. It's a cost of living like crisis, my friends. Yeah, but there's Three a and a half grand. <laughs> if it was two grand, I might be able to do it. <laughs> I'm going then. Do you want to half it, Luke? <laughs> Go on, yeah. Who's face though? Who are we deep faking? <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have merge your face. Well, know what our children will look like. <laughs> oh god! Virtual reality and AR headsets are already on the market, and um, Facebook's reaction to the Apple One was to announce that their Meta Quest or whatever it's called is only seven hundred and fifty pounds. So there, there is already competition. Bargain. In the space. They're trying to push. <laughs> Hop on it, guys. Um, I'm so, yeah. so tired of this world. Right. Yeah. Next. Next story. We it o- is. We only have four fucks left. Correct. Um, you have four fucks left to give, and okay. the final story is five ways to make fitness more fun. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Why? I thought it'd be something juicy. I was ready to talk about Philip's Edfield vaping. I think it's juicy because I took this from an article and they're very funny. Oh. Okay, fine. Let's well, all, the fucks. all the fucks. All the fucks. Okay. All all the, the, first, fucks. the first one is. Actually, no, it would be interesting if we now went, no fucks. <laughs> you can give it no fucks if you want. They're not going anywhere else. No, no, okay, no. I'll give, I'll give some fucks. We'll give four fucks. How many fucks? Do you, do you want to know how to make fitness more fun? All four. I'm a bit regretting the emergency fuck now, though. Yeah. Because, uh, like, what if that fifth one is just a zinger? 
<laughs> what if it changes my life? What if that one makes it so fun what that you can't it, stop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gonna run home now. I'm stuck on the bus. Oh my god. Well, I'm just gonna be like, you'll never hear the answer. It's gonna be like apples are nice. Fucking love apples. Yeah, they're the best. I have an apple every time I go to the gym. I have an apple beforehand when I'm walking. I have an apple a day. It does keep the doctor it does away. Keep the doctor it was on my beat real the other day. It was, and the other- and I visited the doctor quite a few times, actually. I need to oh, so it's the not doctor. the doctor away. Right, this is a peer-reviewed study. Um, but yeah, Adam, let's give you the fucks. Yeah. How many fucks? Four fucks, fucks. Please. The first one to make fitness more fun is to sign up for a naked 5K. Oh? That's <laughs> <laughs> all, what? <laughs> Which I think right. is the funniest thing. No, that would no matter, hurt. No matter who you are, that's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> there is flapping bits everywhere. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I I was. What about shoes? Naked. I'm Do assuming you get nothing. Shoes? Well, of course you can, but I, I think that to to spirit of it, naked five k, fully naked five k. Especially fell no, over. I'd at least wear like wet shoes. Wet shoes. Wet shoes. Yeah. Wet shoes. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yuck. Okay. Uh, next. Fuck. Naked five k. Number two is dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, is this advice you live by? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the number three is turn up the tunes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> turn up the tunes. Turn up the tunes, and the fourth one, your final one, is chase zombies. What? There are these apps where you can do like it's like a five k thing, and to try and increase your speed, it basically pretends. Why that is this all running? You're like, being chased fit, by like zombies. Like I've got a hurt leg. <laughs> I, I like swimming. Dance like nobody's watching and turn up the tunes. They're not running. That's just is dancing. There, is That's there a swimming five k naked question mark? Oh yeah, swim naked. Okay, uh, sign me right up. Let's go. Sign up for five k swim naked. It doesn't say run five k. That might be the fifth one, but we'll never 5K. know. Oh, we will never. We know. are never gonna know. Can I say that the last one is a zinger, but I'm no! going to find out. <laughs> I really wanted you to get to the last one, then have used all your fucks up so you couldn't get to the last one. And it's happened. We're never finding out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Any Politics. <gasps> thank you, Emily. Thank you, Adam, for the journey <laughs> of, of the pod the yeah. past few months. It's been wonderful. Us pretending that people care about what we have to say yeah. on it's stuff we're not qualified to talk been about. been wonderfully blissful. Um, thank you, Bailey, for being the best friend of the show. No worries. Um, this is actually this is this is quite. Are you uh, handing in your resignation? No, no. This is a mo- this is a moment. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up with you guys. What? Um, what? Yeah. No, Bailey, not again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we got over this. So the it's not you. It's it's not even me. It's my, my placement. <laughs> <laughs> so um, forever and always, I have been politically neutral without a last name. Slowly slant. Um, yeah, it's, it's been real. Know. It's been too many we have early. Because be real, be real when yeah. <laughs> but you'll never know what I look like unless, unless you, do. <laughs> unless you do. Uh, unless thank you for you coming do. on today, uh, Luke, and thank you for you know, thanks for allowing us to do this. That's what dreams are made of. Do it's you have any last minute takes? Last minute takes. Yeah. Oh god, final. Uh, frogs are cool. Yes. Do I get any last takes? <laughs> no. Go. So, can this be the last words on the pod, please? Um, let me just do the wrap up then. Yeah. Okay, right. So, when we return, we don't know when that will be, it will be a different format of the show. It'll be me, Emily, and our Unfortunately for the Emily hate club <laughs> that is forming. Um, the, the wonderful Tom- actually hate? No. Oh. <laughs> the wonderful Tom Lowe will also be- a, From Adam, a mostly. regular co <laughs> Yeah, can we please kick her off? Um, <laughs> the wonderful Tom Lowe will be uh, on the show way, way more. It will be a different production. We will not be doing it in association with the University of Radio Bath. 
Um, beef. Big cry for um, me. So <laughs> but you're not going to you be are here. Oh, yeah, up. true. <laughs> yeah, we don't know quite when we're back, but we'll be back at some point in July, August. We'll see you soon. Uh, good luck. Hope everyone has a lovely summer. And thank you, actually, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart for listening to this thing because it's my favourite thing I do and I've made the best friends in the world through it. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Bailey, final take. In the words... Nicki Minaj. Oh, Christ. <laughs> at, at, at the VMAs. <sighs> Stay super freaky. <laughs> Have great vagina. I love you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Any Politics, hosted by me, Adam Wright, and Emily. That is, sorry, that is me. That is you. And Woo! this week's guests were Luke Gardner. Thanks for having me on, guys. And Bailey. Hi! With audience <laughs> provided by the wonderful cat. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show has contributors of Samaya Ali. Apparently. Amy Joy. Where's she? <laughs> and Thomas Lowe. She, she, right, Amy Joy is contributing so much that she gave me back the t-shirt that I gave her. <laughs> so call her out, call her out. Just saying, Amy Joy, if you're even listening to the podcast oh. you contribute to. Uh, the podcast is the podcast is edited by me. And finally, final time. Do you want to say it, Luke? Do you want to say any politics is University Radio Bath production? Your turn. Um, well, as much as we've contributed to the production of it, uh, any politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a lot of difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the key, Yasmin? <laughs> Where's the key? <laughs> I, I've decided, fuck it, I'm starting beef with everyone. <laughs> yes, John, where is the key? <laughs> Carry on. Uh, this is any politics produced by URB, University Radio Bath.